0: Where did I park? (sighs) Where did I park? I believe the men of Omega Sci Phi had it right when they said friendship. (laughs) (laughs) That friendship is essential to the soul. (laughs) That there's something about having a friend that just feeds your soul and strengthens you when life. Is happening to you and gives you strength when you feel like laying down. Everybody needs somebody. Welcome to another journey and trying to find out where did I park? I'm your host, Chris, better known as CP, and I'm here to park some of my thoughts and feelings so I can clear my head and get my life together. So here goes nothing. Of course, I want to start out by saying thank you to everybody who tuned in last week. I just had to get some stuff off my mind and really just talk about situations where you have to know how to think you might not necessarily know what to think or you have to listen to what somebody tells you to think but you definitely have to know how especially if you don't want to be a big dummy so i touched on it briefly last week uh that show 90 day fiance man with the dude caesar even though they say it might be a catfish um man if it's not it's just a hell of an acting job because he's dumb but what we did notice is that he keeps calling his friend for advice and guidance, and his friend is playing him. Like, his friend, um, whenever they went to the jewelry store, he was asking, like, what's the refund policy? And, you know, what does he do? And, you know, just trying to make fun of him. And But he's just not there. And um, he's not really being much of a friend. And it's kind of something I wanted to talk about. What does friendship mean anyway? And what is our role as a friend? And I don't profess to know the answer to any of it. I just think that that was a really bad example. And I just think that he was just a terrible friend. And I'd hate to have somebody on my side who's like that. Uh, When I think about friendship, I think about all the friends that I've been blessed to have over the years. From elementary school when, you know, I ended up being friends with the people that were on my soccer team. And we grew up together and we played all our sports together and we did sleepovers and all that stuff. And then one day we got a little bit too old for each other and one went this way and one went that way. And then we all picked up, you know, different types of friends. So I had them. I had friends from church. I had friends from other groups, friends from school. You do your best to make sure everybody gets along most of the time. At that point it did, but other times it wouldn't. And you just know that. Some people are friends in certain ways and some people aren't. So it becomes, you know, kind of a dilemma if you're too friendly or not. But, you know, just the way you handle conflict changes. So, you know, at that point in my life, it was just like, hey, everybody. um, Oh, you don't like that person. Let me see if I can adjust. You don't like that person. Let me see if I can adjust. And then you look up and you're trying to adjust and accommodate for everybody. And nobody's there to celebrate you and nobody's there to support you. Or either everybody's there but they're silent and fake so it's like you get the worst of both worlds and so that's a clear sign that you need to change and reevaluate how you uh how you interact with your friends and maybe you understand that everybody can't be everything but everybody can't be at everything and hopefully uh, like i had a case of my friends uh they were cool with that and they understood Another group of friends I think of are my friends from middle school. We all kind of hung out together, um, probably because we were all black. (laughs) But we were friends, too. And we just kind of had this stick together mentality and it worked pretty well. Um, Nobody was perfect, but we always had each other. And I guess our parents, they saw something that we didn't or we were too blind to see or we were too young or naive to see, but they all put us in different schools, um, for high school because they didn't really want us to go to the public high school. And it's crazy to think about because, you know, a lot of our other friends from, you know, other avenues of life growing up went there, but for some reason they didn't want us to be there and get swallowed up in that atmosphere. As an adult, I kind of understand, but uh, as a kid, I was just like, man, what? And then the crazy thing is, you know, we all went different places, um, private school, Uh, relocation to different cities. So there was no like one clear method of how to get it to work. So we all went our separate ways. But fortunately for us, you know, we still were able to keep in contact and we still were involved in other things where we would see each other all the time, like church and other things. So our friendships remained and, you know, they were cool because we couldn't see each other every day, especially with sports and activities so when we did link up it was like a really good experience high school was a bit weird for me um i didn't like where i went my mom felt i needed structure i still haven't gotten over it i don't think um i probably did though it's not like i was a bad kid or unruly but i probably just hadn't found my way yet and needed to find it uh, I don't know if I found it in high school, but I found that I was really uncomfortable and I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to get through it. I tried to run from it, I tried to get bad grades on purpose. I tried to make friends with anybody I could. Um, the black people weren't fooling with me, which was weird. Then um, the people I was hanging with were kind of nerdy and weird. And I don't know, I just wasn't where I wanted to be. Um, The tough part about it was I didn't know where I really wanted to be. So even when I brought it up, even when I had the courage to bring it up and say, like, I don't know if this is for me. When asked the question, well, where is and what is, I didn't really have a good answer. So it was kind of like, well, since you don't know, you're just going to stay here and ride it out. And I don't know when it all clicked, but... I remember getting some really bad grades, like for no reason. And I remember my dad, you know, not grounding me and not trying to, you know, punish me or anything like that. He just sat down and he was kind of like, this is your future. So you're basically messing with your future. You're not going to have any options after school. So let's figure this out. Message. So like I kind of turned it around a little bit, put some decent effort into getting my grades into a respectable point where I could, you know, take tests and kind of interview my way where I needed to get to to get to school and all that stuff. But my friend circle just kept changing. Uh, The friends that I thought were my friends ended up, shoot, I probably hadn't talked to them since that freshman year. And as I kind of grew more comfortable and figured out who I was, uh, I got better friends with uh, people that I wanted to be. I hung out with them you know we're still high schoolers so you know we did a little bit of everything I don't know if it was good bad or ugly but you know I'm not saying I ran with a perfect crew but I also wasn't really a bad person so it was what it was Um, but then even as we got towards senior year that circle had changed some of those people weren't there anymore Uh, other people just decided to go different ways and It was funny because just as I was finally getting cool with those people, um, I was spending so much time outside of high school with other people that I either grew up with or were meeting that high school was less about the building and more about just the life experiences with um, the people that I do call my friends. And when high school was over, everybody was like, cool, you know, we're going to catch up and we're going to be BFFs forever. And everybody's going to kick it. And I left the state and Besides the occasional few run-ins, I haven't seen most of them in a really long time. And I'm not mad about it or I don't don't have any beef, but I think we we were good for each other when we needed to be. And after that, it kind of was what it was. Um, I know when our 10-year reunion came up, all the information and (laughs) we kind of hit each other up on the side on facebook or whatever like are you going to this i don't know if i'm going to this this is whack and plus i don't know if i want to see everybody who knows how they are as adults and how they're feeling themselves and how they feel about certain things so then we were like well we'll plan our own reunion we'll plan our own hangout and so everybody's like yeah i'll be in town this day i'll be in town that day we're gonna do that and i know i was home when we were supposed to plan it and i didn't hear anything so i was like well I am gonna just kick it on this couch then. I had just gotten married not too long ago and I remember my wife being like, well, aren't you supposed to do something? I was like, well, I don't think it's happening. And that was that. I know that we've got a 20 year coming up next year. And I'm pretty sure that somebody's planning it. I just haven't heard who or what or what it's about. But I honestly think I'm gonna try to go or at least hear it out because You know, it's been 20 years for people that you didn't necessarily have any beef with and just kind of moved on about their lives. It'd be good to check in and see, you know, past what we share on Facebook and the Internet and, you know, what we've seen picture wise or heard from a newsletter. It'd be cool to check in and just say, hey, you know, still out here. Glad life is going okay. It's crazy. You don't think that that's going to be the last time you see somebody for a while. And I know in my graduating class, I think we've had like two deaths. So, you know, you don't think about those things. And obviously, as time moves on, those numbers will change. But I don't know. There just hadn't been a lot of desire to see anybody. And the high school experiences that I was talking about, I'm friends with a lot of them till you know, to this day, you know, outside of which either we went to school close to each other or we just kept in contact better. And I don't know, we just had more in common and more things to be a part of. So You know, I cherish the relationships that I had with my high school experience, even though they didn't necessarily come through school. So I'm glad I kind of saw the bigger picture on that and just made sure I focused on the people giving me value in my life and not necessarily just the people that were, quote unquote, in my circle. So when I got to college, everything changed. I don't know. I just kind of fell into my own and I met with a really good group of friends and we're still pretty cool to this day, um, you know. Obviously, I think when you get to college, it's a little easier to figure out who you are and what's going on. And plus, there's not as many rules and risks, so you just kind of go for it and figure out where you fit. Um, but my my crew, we're tight for the most part. I just saw my homie Miles uh, a week or so ago at the game. We've been friends since you know freshman year when he was helping me with my math homework. You know we just rolled with the same crew and we're all you know relatively tight i think the internet's played a big help in a lot of that but you know those are the good things even when you know you move around or things aren't as easy as they were to catch up you know you do have easy means of communication you have pictures and you have ways to still stay in contact but yeah we're still pretty cool And even when we started to go our separate ways or just be involved in more things on campus that drew us further apart, um, we still found time to, you know, reconnect and be tight with each other. A lot of my crew that I started with, we all ended up uh, pledging different fraternities. So we got brand new sets of brothers and friends and contacts. um, But, you know, we all remain tight. We all see each other in class and class is a fraternity of its own, especially in the engineering program. So. You know, even though you had different obligations and different people to be with, you know, when it came down to it, when you were burning the midnight oil trying to get work done, you know, everybody was the same. Uh, it didn't matter who you are. The only organization you were was organized homework and organized test taking. Um, when I do bring up fraternities, I think me and my line brothers are all relatively still in great shape and great communication with each other not physical shape you know we're getting old and you know i came in carrying something anyway <laughs> but we're in good shape as friends uh, we've all got our little ups and downs but overall like we're we're doing pretty good it's funny because when we crossed uh some of the old heads were like you know make sure you take some pictures because you know it'll never be like this again and we're like yeah whatever old dog you know we got it you know we understand. We we'll, we got plenty of room for pictures. You know we'll be road tripping every weekend, and we'll be doing this, that, and third. Like we got this. And then lo and behold, you know, he was right. Some guys went and got jobs right away. Some people went to grad school. Um, others, you know, had to step away for a minute to get their you know situations together. A couple of them got married and had kids early. Uh, a couple of them had kids no marriage couple of them you know we're just out here couple of them got divorced like life happened and it's really hard to get all of us in the room when we do it's it's live and it's love but you know he was absolutely true and now i find myself being the old head telling actually making you know the young guys when they come through like hey make sure you take some pictures make sure you you know get everybody together because that might not always happen You know, we've got a few lines who have unfortunately lost some brothers and, you know, they can't take the same picture that they took at the beginning. So, you know, that unfortunately, in those situations, you know, it's proven true. But, you know, you capture that moment, you capture that memory because it's never going to be the same. Could be better. You know, you guys could be all in a better place, but it also can be unfortunate. And you can find yourself in circumstances where, you know, the best thing you do have are memories to hold on to so i'm gonna put a pin in that and go back to the influence of social media i don't know where we'd be without it when you look at you know your parents or or the generations before us when you got out of contact it was hard to get back so you know my dad is from kansas city and he goes back to all his you know high school reunions and class reunions and always has because you know that's his chance to you know, see the people that he grew up with, you know, going to school in Michigan and then working in Michigan and Georgia and a few other places. And you know, he's made contacts over the year and lost them. And so when, you know, they do see those people, it's it's a huge deal. I think we take that for granted these days because you can look up anybody and they might not be on Facebook, but they might be on Twitter. And they might not be on Twitter, but they might be on Instagram. Or they might not be anywhere, but they have a professional profile on LinkedIn, you know, so there's always ways to find people. And I used to kind of criticize people who would like friend their coworkers and, you know, be Facebook friends with the people that they see every day. But I think I'm kind of rethinking that. I looked at it from more from a bitter standpoint of like, you know, protect yourself. You don't want all your business out there, which is true. And you don't want, you know, people coming to work using what they've seen and using what they know. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're doing dirt, but just, you know, you don't want everybody in your business. But when you think about how much time we spend at work and how much influence we have around the people that we see every day, you know, we're spending more time at work generally than we are at home. So I guess, you know, you can be, you know, true, legit friends with those people if they see you every day, they see you vent. Um, You guys can share stories about parenthood and dealing with things or you guys go through some hardships at the same time you know those can be some legitimate friends so i say all that to say i'm still not necessarily friending anybody on facebook but not today uh, i hit you on linkedin No, i like that still kind of remain friends still kind of keep it professional you know we'll wish each other work anniversaries and all that stuff and then we can get into some some details Uh, We can also help each other with recommendations and kind of moving forward so that we can still be work friends and still do work together. But I don't need you commenting on all my kids' pictures and seeing all my ups, downs, and all arounds. And I don't want to see yours either. That doesn't mean I can't be friends with anybody, but for the most part, if we work together, man, just LinkedIn me. We'll figure it out from there. So getting back to my frat brothers, um, one of the things that they tell you also after you know you take your pictures that you know you guys are always aligned and this is your chapter and this is your home and you know you don't let anybody mess with your home and you know uh you know let anybody break your line and i get all that that's accurate but you know i happen to be a part of a group of guys who they believe in the wise words of friendship is essential to the soul (laughs) and it is so of that I think there has to be a friendship to be maintained and not necessarily just given just because we went through the same thing at the same time in the same place and so it takes a little bit of work and effort to remain friends and remain you know in each other's lives and not just off of the basis of you know well that's my guy or that's my dog and the reason I bring all this up today or just period is like, as I get older and as, you know, I grow with my frat brothers and my friends and people in my circles and in my lives that are ever changing, sometimes it's hard to figure out what your role is as a friend. You know, what do you mean to people and what do people mean to you? They can't necessarily mean the same things that they did five, 10, 15 years ago. You know, 15 years ago, I wasn't married. Uh, I definitely didn't have any kids. Uh, Shoot, my mom was still here. I was uh, just figuring out my way at work, which never mind. (laughs) I've already done that one. But like, you know, I was in a different place and I had a different group of friends. I had a different, you know, set of contacts and people that I hung out with. And my role was different. At that point, my role was to support my friends, spend all my money, um, you know, creating the nights that we'll Never remember with the friends, whatever it is, you know. Nice that we don't remember with the friends, we'll never forget. Yeah, that's it. My bad. (laughs) You big dummy. At that point in my life, you know, there was different roles. That's what I meant to do. And your attitudes got in the way and you could find yourself having beef with people really quick. And it could last for a while. You know, and then when you look back at it, you know, there was no reason for it and so as you get older you know different things mean things to other people i remember when i got married you know everybody was like well it better be open bar and it better be this and it better have that and a lot of those people that you're talking to are single (laughs) and so your friends are influencing you to cater to them and they don't know anything that's going on in your life they don't understand your changes and other people were you know, saying, well, if I can't bring my girlfriend or my side chick or my girlfriend's side chick or baby mama, then, you know, I can't come. Fortunately for me, or unfortunately, I was (laughs) laid off at the time I got married. So I had to make some financial decisions. And so my answer was like, I don't have the money to bring somebody who doesn't really matter to you. And some people were like, oh, okay, true. And other people were like, well, then I'm not coming. And then when you look back at it, they really didn't, you know, have a good reason. You know, they were willing to throw your friendship away because they didn't, you know, they weren't allowed to bring their, their side or they weren't allowed to, you know, get free liquor, even though they're getting free food. But whatever, I'm not bitter. But seriously, life events really come into play and your roles as friends have to change. Deaths, job relocation, um, shoot new career paths, new business. They can send you different places, and they can send you places where you can't keep up with everybody every day. Uh, One of my very best friends uh, is doing extremely well, and I don't talk to him often because he's super busy. He's taking over the world. But when we do talk, you know, we kick it like we're still in the basement playing video games. And that's life, you know. There's no beef. We just can't talk all the time. He doesn't have three boys running around that he's got to take to practice and i don't have you know big dog meetings every day so you know there are differences in our lives that we have to account for you know marriage plays a role you know if there are a whole bunch of single people and one person's married that married person's probably gonna miss out on some things there's a whole bunch of married people and there's some single you know people they can't kick it the same they can be close they can relate they can still love each other, have love for each other, but there's different checks and balances and boundaries within the friendship. And if they're not understood or addressed, somebody's feelings can get hurt. And at the end of the day, they might not get hurt over anything serious. It could just be the way they reacted or uh, a little bit of inconsideration on either part. And, you know, feelings make it get blown up. And I think we're all guilty of venting to our partner and the partner doesn't let it go. You know, we get over it and we're on the next day and we back fr- thick as thieves, freaking frack with your friend. But that wife or that husband is like, oh no, I'm not cool with them. The way they disrespected you three weeks ago. And then it's up to you to be like, hey, you know, we good now. I was just venting. They don't have that same attachment. So that could change things. So then it's not so, it's not so cool when I go hang out with that person because of what happened last time. Even though I'm over it, I've, darn near forgot about it the person i was sitting there yapping to hadn't forgot about it that changes everything i think one of the things i think about most is you know what is my specific role as a friend um friends go through things Uh, again life events you know at the age that we're at now uh different things in life are happening so you know there's huge career milestones there's Um, there's weddings, there's babies, there's divorces, there's death. There's just all the stuff I talked about before. And I know I try my best to be a good friend to everybody that I'm around and even a good associate to people that I'm not close with. But I, sometimes I struggle to figure out what my role is. Um, I've got the gift and the curse of this big sign on my forehead that says, talk to me, I'll listen. And so people do. And I think at one point in my life, I wanted to make sure I gave them really sound advice. Like I hear you and this is what I think. This is what I feel you should do. But then you get emotionally attached and you're like, did you do the thing I asked you to do? And they're like, no, I did something else. And you're like, why did you even talk to me? (laughs) And they're like, cause you had this big sign on your forehead. Or you said you were willing to listen. And so I had to check myself a little bit. And so I really tried to stay in tune with what, the friend is telling me. Let me find out what their needs are. Message. Do they need somebody to listen? How can I listen? How can I listen better? You know, how can I just be that that ear that they need to hear and not necessarily that plan of action. Another one. You know, I can support them in their plan of action, but I don't need to draft the plan of action for them. You know, then again, if there's somebody that needs me to draw a plan of action for them, I instead of trying to do it and hurting myself, I had to learn to ask the question, well, why? Or are you sure that this is what you need from me? Maybe you just need support because, you know, you can't want it for them and you can't do it for them. You know, sometimes there are, you know, this or that questions or something where people need your opinion, but they'll usually ask for it. And so it's important to let them ask for it and not necessarily just freely give it because that could turn them off. Or that could send them down a place where had they just talked about it a little more, fleshed it out a little bit or you just heard it or help them regurgitate it uh, or regurgitate it back to them. And they heard it, then uh, they'd be in a better place. So it's a constant battle to make sure I understand what the friend needs from me and i haven't done it right uh, all the time Uh, i find myself being way more careful and cautious when i listen now and really just kind of let let it play out how it's supposed to be and just kind of let them define what they're looking for from me what my role is you know as their friend and when i've done that i think i've found much greater results and i've found that and not only do they you know, want to be around me or want to keep me as a friend, they're not necessarily scared that I'm gonna scare them away or fearful that I, uh, they can't talk to me. And I like that. So the friends that I really care about and the friend, friendships that I want to maintain and friendships that I wanna put in that work, um, I really think it's important to, to me that I um, figure out what my role is to them and make sure that I I use my role to the best of my advantage. Even if something's burning in me to say, like, this is what you need to do. You gotta understand this. I think the role is just to play what's dealt and not jump forward or jump in anybody's uh, situation and really overplay my hand. I think one of the things that I also struggle with the most is I really like to help people. I really like to be involved. I really like to be involved in my friends' lives and, you know, really, you know, use my role to the best of its ability, it maybe too much. But what I don't do enough is take inventory of uh, other people's roles in my lives. Uh, I think too often I just leave theirs on, you know, whatever status it is or it was five years ago or ten years ago or five months ago. Um, I don't often change unless there's a dramatic event that changes it, and then it really hurts because I have to make some decisions on. Is this big enough to, you know, change the scope of our friendship? Had I evaluated it better, you know, going forward, maybe uh, this doesn't happen or it doesn't have as hard of an impact as it does for me. Uh, So I need to do a better job at uh, protecting myself and really just understanding, you know, how friends treat me or how I allow friends to treat me. You know, if I'm willing to go all out and they're not, You know, do we have a true friendship or do we have, you know, a business partnership or do we have, you know, um, certain levels and boundaries? If my friends are willing to hold me to certain extents and cut me off, if I do too much, if I go around that, uh, why shouldn't I do the same for them? And not a tit for tat thing, but they're looking out for themselves. They're determining what my role is in their lives. Why shouldn't I do that? you know, for them. Why should I let them walk all over me? Or why should I let them be um, able to make me uncomfortable? That doesn't really make any sense, but it always seems to be the last thing on my mind. My first, you know, instinctive reaction is, you know, to check on the other person, make sure they're okay. But, you know, I do need to check on myself better. I do need to, uh, what did they tell you on the airplane, like secure my own mask before helping others. And uh, it can be hard. It can be kind of selfish at some point, but you know, you have to look out for yourself if you are going to be a part of, you know, where people are. At. Plus, if you are going to um, truly show what your role is as a friend, you need to understand, you know, how they interact with you and what you're bringing to it. Because if you're not true to yourself, you could be bringing a false sense of friendship to them as well. And both of you guys are playing each other for fools and it could only end up worse. You know, just like their life is changing, my life changes and it's really easy in hindsight to figure out you know who was there whether it's who signed your wedding book or who gave you a gift or who was at your your mom's funeral or who was there for you when you lost your job or who gave you money when you needed it or who you know looked out when they didn't have to there's all these certain markers that you can see but what about just the everyday like who checked up on you? you checked up on 10 people this week who's checked up on you maybe you need some help It's hard to find help for yourself just by giving and not, you know, examining, you know, where you're at and who you are. You know, yes, there is great joy and pleasure in helping other people. But if you don't turn around and see where you're at and who's helping you, how are you going to know when you need help? It might be too late. And either people don't believe you or they don't trust you or they don't understand you. You've gone through great lengths to understand other people. It's time to make sure that people understand you. Message. So that's kind of where I'm at. That's kind of some of my greatest uh, struggles. Um, that's kind of where I'm at as a friend. And I guess just watching the silly show brought some of that out. Uh, but just life is just changing. And I think that I see myself um, taking on different roles in people's lives, whether it's um, business ventures or Vacations, or just life events or just taking on new responsibilities um, different levels of parenthood Um, there's different types of things that are happening and I see how my interactions are shaping you know who I am but I also have to make sure that I'm holding you know my same friends accountable to you know keep up with me and see what I'm doing and see you know what kind of help I need and see you know what their roles are in my life And as I go through that, I think it's just interesting how it changes and it's important. Uh, And it's also fun Uh, when you have the right circle or the right people in your life to influence you. It can only be for the better Uh, when you don't check up and you don't retool. And it doesn't mean you have to necessarily have beef or make this big announcement of I'm cutting people out of my life. But, you know, when you don't check up and see where people are at and who's in your life and where you need them to be. Uh, you're in for a great surprise. And as I go through 2019 and 2020 and, you know, become more of an adult and become more of a husband and more of a father, just more of me, I want to make sure that I'm providing the best me I can for others, but also that others are, others are, excuse me, providing their best selves so that we can both, you know, kind of coexist and grow these friendships. Big thank you to anybody who checked up on me after the Lions blew that lead. Uh, I'm good. Uh, like I told y'all before, I thought we were either gonna go two and fourteen or three and thirteen. Uh, it turns out we're gonna go two and a half and thirteen and a half. <laughs> so oh well, on to the next one. I tried to tell you guys. Another one. But all right, let's get to some uplift. The steak is well done today, but I'm just gonna drop a few words and then we're gonna go on about our way. So we've already touched on you know, some of my favorite words, that being friendship is essential to the soul It says friendship is essential, but it does not say it's mandatory. So don't let anybody put you in a box saying that, you know, you have to be in a certain way or you have to be part of this life or you have to be somebody's friend or you have to have this group of associates or this group of partners or this group of family members to quote unquote ride or die with because that's what the rules say. You have to choose those friends wisely and everybody can't be in your circle. It's not big enough. If you have a big enough circle, then, you know, you won't find yourself. You'll get lost. So it's essential, but it's not mandatory. Figure out what works for you. Figure out, you know, where you're at in people's lives and make sure you uh, judge yourself to those standards. But the most important thing is once you pick that friend or once you pick that group or once you, you know, get in the circle where you want to be. And you have the right people and they have, you know, you in their right circles, then it's time to put in work. If they're your friends, if they mean to you what you say that they do, then you have to put in work. Friendship takes time. It takes effort. It takes way more than titles. If you're friends by titles, you're not really a friend and your title will change. If you're friends by title, then you're not really friends. And that title will change sooner or later, for better or for worse. It might get ugly. and You might not understand where it came from. But if you're not putting in work, then that's those are the things that are going to happen. And honestly, if, if people aren't putting in work for you, then you need to be wise enough to make those same decisions. So tighten up your circle, use it to the best of your advantage and then flourish within it. Life comes at you fast. I'm just trying to keep up with yesterday. But I'll be back soon to unload some more of the good, bad, and ugly. I hope you'll join me again. Because after I tighten my circle, I'm definitely going to need some help trying to find out where did I park, 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 park.